show. Head on with Bob Kincaid. Three hours of conversation, cussing, and a discussing with America's only born and bred Southern liberal talk host. Head on with Bob Kincaid is brought to you each night by Coal River Mountain Watch. Coal River Mountain Watch invites you to become part of the solution, part of a sustainable future, part of the uprising against mountaintop removal. Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net. And now, from high in the hills of beautiful West Bicod, Virginia, here's Bob Kincaid on the Head On Radio Network. Well, howdy. And here we go, off and running on this day after Thanksgiving, the 25th day of November, 2022. This is the Horn. Head on dot live is where you go if you'd like to find us on the interweb tubes and, well, be part of the merry, wacky, zany, real-time, madcap, multimedia extravaganza that is the Horn chat room in the three hours in which this program is live, Monday through Friday, 5 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, all time zones in between and the great globe round and whatever time it is when you're listening to the podcast thank you thank you thank you thank you for listening to the podcast for listening to the program when it's live for listening on tune in uh, with all the ads uh, or listening uh, to the stream at head on dot live however it is that you choose to listen to this program whatever platform whatever method whatever means this entire community is glad you're here we're so very very glad you're here and helping to make this one of the most remarkable broadcast communities that there is, you know, anywhere on, well, planet Oit. Yeah, Oit. Mm-hmm. Channeling my inner bugs funny. Hi, I'm Robin, and if you do go to the chat room right now, you'll be greeted by the early arrivers, you know, the folks who were there long before the, uh, before the tardy bell ever, ever rings. Um, are there still tardy bells? I don't know. Uh, at any rate, uh, you'll be greeted by, and let me make sure that uh, I'm current on uh, on this. Yes, you'll be greeted by early arrivers Anatole and Kid Mark and Ralphs and Squeaky and capably moderated by Roger in Oregon as we await the arrival of potentially other moderators. Although, it'll be just fine if uh, Roger wants to ride shotgun on the merry band uh, all by his lonesome. It is Friday on the front porch. I hope everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Um, we did, and uh, now it's now it's leftovers weekend. Yay! Uh, had some really sweet moments. Um, the kids, the kids got home um, just about the time, a little bit before I ended the program, and Annette messaged me and said, "The kids are home, and there are two very tuckered-out little babies." <laughs> and they were, but the five-year-old felt like she was a little hungry, and she um, she said, "Opa, pick me up so I can see the chicken you made." And so I picked her up, and she said, "That looks beautiful." I said, thank you. And she said, can I have a bite? 
So we carved her off a, a slice of the... And she said, that's delicious. And then this morning when I walked in, she looked at me and said, Oh, Pa, uh, I want some more of your chicken. And uh, I uh, said, Okay. And Annette reached over for a bowl and a little, you know, a little disposable bowl. And she said, No, Opa, Opa has to cut it. And so I thought that was absolutely... Uh, Thought it was adorable, and it's nice. Uh, it's nice to see people enjoying. I mean, you know, the the joy of cooking is in watching people enjoy doing the eating. So we'll be and and uh, I just mentioned on the way here into the studio, I have I have already begun contemplating this year's pot of turkey carcass soup. I always think of uh, Massachusetts Governor Michael Dukakis because several years ago um, I had an uh, I had an exchange on social media with uh, one of his kids talking about how Governor Dukakis always looked forward uh, as much or more than anything to turkey carcass soup after Thanksgiving and after Christmas. Um, and so I was. Uh, I, I, and I always think of his family and their turkey because it's a thing. And turkey carcass soup is really, really, really good, especially when it gets nice and cold. Not the soup, the weather. After uh, after the holiday, on the holiday weekend, it, grows, it goes fabulously with a pan of uh, fresh, warm, uh, just soul-warming uh, soul cornbread. And lots and lots and lots of butter. Uh, right now, yes, right now, Steve in New York writes and says, I'm watching the NYPD pigs kneeling on two black men's backs, watching them scream and yell at a crowd to calm down while they scream and yell and beat people. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, hashtag ACAB. Uh... No, so far the uh, so far Ralphs the kitties have been. Well, of course the kitties were well treated too. Um, at least your cats and kittens weren't begging like the Facebook post I'll send you. Oh, there was some there was some noise. There 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 was some meow. You know the noise. Uh, so like I said, it's uh, Friday on the front porch. And. Uh, Jesus, Frank, really? Uh, it's Friday on the front porch, so we'll go over the river and through the woods to the old holler tree we sublet from the Keebler Elves and around in which we keep the extraordinary, ordinary round table around which we gather every Friday to see what's on folks' minds. I hope, uh, I hope we'll have a merry band gathered in there to uh, finish off the week. Uh, when I said, really, Frank? <laughs> Frank just sent this meme along. The difference between Virginia and West Virginia. In Virginia, Moosehead is a beer. In West Virginia, it's a misdemeanor. Oh, oh, Gunner. Gunner, Gunner, Gunner. But, yeah, there's a bit of a smirk involved with that, too. No doubt about it. Um... 
And so for this uh, Friday on the front porch, of course, we have to, every program here begins with gratitude, and this program is no different. And so as a consequence, we say thank you to our 25th day of the month subscribers. And that means thank you. Um, thank you so very much uh, to Peter, and thank you to Mark. Thank you to our uh, 25th of the month subscribers, partial sponsors of the entire program. Thank you to our uh, anonymous friend who underwrote uh, Thanksgiving on the front porch. Thank you so very much. Where we stand now is uh, uh, roughly uh, 11, I think, 1190 $1,190, and uh, that would get us caught up to now and well as far as the month of november goes it has has flown past um we have three more broadcasts after this one in november so let's just say to finish the month of november um two grand two thousand dollars to finish the month of november and that would be huge if we could make that up because uh we could we could go into um, we could go into December and just not have a great big whopping deficit and I can't over I, I can't overstate exactly what that means in terms of the continued existence of this little broadcast experience uh, experiment. So again, thank you, Peter and Mark, and thank you to our anonymous friend. And well, we'll see how things play out uh, during this evening. Um, wow, I guess the heater decided to stop being hot. I better look. I don't know what's going on. It stopped being so noisy, and then the, the, the maybe it's a thermostat thing. I don't know. We'll be fine. Um, That's uh, that's delightful, Ralphs. Thank you, dear. Now, um, and and Ralphs just said I got twenty five. If somebody else has twenty five, that'll and that'll get us down uh, below the two two thousand dollar mark. Thank you, thank you, Ralphs. Um, maybe I should go back to playing. Nah, I'm not going to go back to playing the lottery. Um, but thank you. Where to begin? I mean, it's ever since ever since last weekend, some aspect of what happened in Colorado Springs has found its way into the program, and and and, and what happened in Virginia, and what else happened in Virginia? That's two Virginias and a Colorado Springs. Isn't it amazing? Like I said yesterday, that. Uh, you can have four little kids get shot in Philly, but they all survive. So it just so that story just sort of um, never gets much in the way of notice. Um, but there's more information. Yesterday we dealt with the father of the. Uh, 
monster from Colorado Springs. Today we find out a little bit more about the man who massacred people in Chesapeake, Virginia. And realistically, I suppose it's natural that there's going to be a drip, 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 drip of information because everything can't be known at once. Oh, thank you. Uh, Thank you to our anonymous friend who sponsored yesterday. Come on, people, where's your holiday horny spirit? Holiday horny spirit, that's a new one. Thanks for that. No, um... We have found out more, and it's horrifying, about the monster who shot up who shot up the Walmart in Chesapeake, Virginia. And it's uh Devastating information. Genuinely horrifying. Because, uh, well, what it boils down to. is first this. The monster who shot up the Walmart in Chesapeake, Virginia, let's be abundantly clear, the monster who shot up the Walmart in Chesapeake, Virginia, was, as we have discussed on this program so many times, a lawful gun owner. He was such a lawful gun owner, he had purchased the 9mm pistol and extra magazines and the ammunition with which he opened the yawning gates of damnation only hours before he started shooting. There was a brief time in this country, I remember it, it was the 90s, when we had a federal waiting period for firearms purchases. We'll get into the where's the, 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 the and the why-fors in a minute. Um... But he had purchased the 9mm handgun only hours before, bought extra clips, magazines. I'm sorry, I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to hurt the feelings of the gun humpers. That's not a clip, that's a magazine. Okay. It's okay, don't be so triggered. Yeah, I'm talking about the lurkers. Every now and then people come lurking. Um Knowing what he was going to do with it. And then did it. 
like I said, in the 90s, we had a waiting period. You could go and you could buy the pistol, but you couldn't take it right home with you. There was not a... Uh, uh, there, there wasn't a waiting period on shotguns or rifles, I don't think. But on handguns, yes. And you know what? If that law had been in effect this past week, there are six or possibly seven because one of the victims was being taken off life support uh, in Chesapeake, Virginia, who would still be alive. Real time, real world, they would still be alive. Because I'm pretty sure Dude would not have gone in and started strangling people, although he apparently had a personal vendetta he was working out. And uh, was able to make his decision, buy the gun, buy the magazines, buy the ammo, and then go and do the evil work of a lawful gun owner. The minute he squeezed that trigger, that L fell away, and he went from lawful to awful as the blood began to splatter and fly. It's horrifying. And who is it on that we do not have that waiting period any longer? Well, it was allowed to sunset, and the Republicans back then barked and grunted and hooted about how you know, it's unfair to lawful gun owners that they can't just buy them a freedom protector and take it home and clutch it to their bosom that very same day. I mean, you wouldn't, you wouldn't want to have to buy a bicycle and then wait. Well, well I can't, I, I, you know, I can't massacre somebody with, with a bunch of people with a bicycle. We don't make people... We don't make people wait seven days before they can pick up their new TV set. Well, no. But here we are. There were fewer massacres when we had an assault weapons ban. Republicans insisted that that lapse as well. And that's how you wind up with... uh, Everything from Virginia Tech to the Pulse nightclub to Club Q to the grocery store in uh, Colorado Springs to the grocery store in Tucson, Arizona, and movie theater in Aurora, Colorado, and 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 oh, your internet's not stuck. And that's how we got here. Now, as for the as for the lawful gun owner who made so much hell on earth in uh, Chesapeake, Virginia, he wrote a note to God before he went and started slaughtering people. And this is one of those moments where having a passing familiarity with uh, the intersection between uh, evangelical religion and the toxicity that is men's rights and the toxicity is the incels 
comes in handy. With the names of the people with whom against, against whom he was aggrieved uh, redacted, the police released his so-called death note today. Sorry, God, I've failed you. This was not your fault, but my own. Nice of him to let God off the hook. I failed to listen to the groans of the Holy Spirit, which made me a poor representation of you. I was harassed by idiots with low intelligence and a lack of wisdom. I remained strong through most of the torment, but my dignity was completely taken away beyond repair by my phone getting hacked. By his phone getting hacked. I can't say whether they were the only ones that lacked intelligence and wisdom. I was just as guilty and failed my management team and everyone that ever loved me by convincing them that I was normal. Blank and the associates, that's someone's name, orchestrated. And I will point out here that orchestrated is spelled O-R-C-A-S-T-R-A-I-G-H-T-E-D which sounds like, uh, I, I don't know, conversion therapy for a killer whale orchestrated. If they la- orchestrated it, they laughed and made subtle code speeches, which I eventually figured out. I thought blank was my friend, but he betrayed me. Betrayal is one of the worst feelings next to regret. They laughed at me and said that I was like Jeffrey Dahmer. I would have never killed anyone that entered my home. A few months back, I had overheard Blank talking to Blank, and he told me that he had been trying to get rid of me since day one. After I heard that, I lashed out. Dear God in heaven, This is just a... I know, Ralph's his phone got hacked. I know. And Stephen New York says, yeah, six people would still be alive. There will be empty spaces at Christmas dinner. There will be unopened Christmas gifts under the tree. There will be living loved ones who no longer have brothers, sisters, friends, neighbors, cousins, nephews, nieces. Now, all true. And who can we thank for that? Because if that handgun, if that handgun waiting period had been left on... The, had been had been left on the books. This dude would have had to at least wait a week and might have given away some warning signs. Kind of weird to imagine this guy going into a store. I don't know if it was a Bass Pro Shop or maybe a Cabela's or 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 just the corner gun store there in Chesapeake, Virginia, and going, yeah, no, I really need it today. Oh, that'll do. Huh? Yeah, thanks. Here, let me fill out the AT. Yeah, uh, okay, so I'll stick around. Yeah, we'll wait. Okay, good. Is it mine? Yeah, yeah, you know what? Uh, I was just standing around listening to the groans of the Holy Spirit and realized I need to come and get a 9mm handgun. After I heard that, 
that they'd been trying to get rid of me since day one, I lashed out. This guy had been working in the shithole that is Walmart for 12 years. Or near it. He'd been there since 2010. They were not doing a very good job of getting rid of him. The associates gave me evil, twisted grins, mocked me and celebrated my downfall the last day. That's why they suffer the same fate as me. Blank from maintenance was emanating with the Holy Spirit, which I could feel. People thought she was crazy for walking out, but unlike me, she actually listened to the Holy Spirit like blank, blank knew that they were antagonizing me, so one day she approached me in personal, in personnel and apologized to me. On her last day, she looked me in the eyes, terrified by a demonic aura. You remember back in the 2016 election cycle, I think it was, or maybe it was after Nitwit Nero got into office, when someone asked super-Christian uh, Mike Pencil Neck Geek, if he actually heard God talking to him. And he got all butt hurt and offended and said, You're you're repressing me for my Christian faith. <laughs> it, when in point of fact, if uh, as as we're learning, say from the death note here, uh if you're actually hearing voices telling you that they're the Holy Spirit or, I don't know, the ghost of Henny Youngman, you might want to talk to a medical professional before you talk to a religious divine. My true intent was never to murder anyone, believe it or not. I don't believe it. I was actually one of the most loving people in the world. If you would get to know me. And so, thus far, we've had a lot of the religious baloney, the religious mumbo-jumbo. Now we're going to start moving into the men's rights and incel portion of the program. And this is called the nice guy complaint. You can see it uh, on any given day, uh, wandering around in those sick and toxic spaces. Oh, nice guy, why won't anybody sexy time with me? I was actually one of the most loving people in the world, if you would get to know me. And here it is. I just wanted a wife that was e Pay attention to this phrase. Oh, my God. I just wanted a wife that was equally yoked as I and obsessed over the thought. However, I didn't deserve a wife. And that's where the klaxons and the gongs and the bells and the horns and the, and the sirens and the flashing lights all go off. I mean, ding, 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 ding. Incel, incel alert, incel, murderous incel incoming. I didn't deserve a wife. This is, some, this is someone who has gone as far as what is referred to as the black pill. Uh, in, 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 in incel philosophy, uh, when you take the red pill, you realize that 80% of women will compete for 20% of men. It's called hypergamy. 
and that 80% of men are just left out in the cold, which is, not a, which is, of course, not borne out by any sort of demographics or any sort of statistics. Uh, it's, it's, it's madness, but it is all over the place. And it spreads online like, like, like crabgrass on a putting green or like the metastasization of cancer. As Scott points out, uh, chats with invisible friends. When we talk to God, it's called prayer. When God talks to us, it's called schizophrenia. Lily Tomlin. Wise is Lily Tomlin. But the minute I read that this morning, I knew exactly what we were dealing with. I just wanted a wife that was equally yoked. They use this language. Equally yoked. He wanted a, he, he, he wanted a, he wanted a woman who would stay at home and, 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 and carry babies and take care of the born ones and clean the house and make him a sandwich uh, while he went out and did masculine things like working for a living. Because, you know, in, in that worldview, uh, women have skill sets and men have skill sets and there's no overlap. I've seen memes that say if he's doing this and it shows a guy putting some lawn, laundry into the dryer, uh, then he's a uh, then he's a he's a beta cuck, and the wife is out there screwing some giga chad. I know I know it sounds like word salad, but this is the vocabulary that these toxic, murderous, homicidal freaks use. Murderous and homicidal being uh, redundant in that instance. You're right. Stephen New York gets it. This sounds like Jordan Peterson crap. It is exactly Jordan Peterson crap. It is men's rights movement crap. It's MGTOW, men going their own way crap. It's incel crap. And it becomes, their, 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 their toxicity becomes self-justifying. Well, you know, somebody would just, you know, I'm... I'm I'm a horrible person who just sits around obsessing over women. I'm really a nice guy, though, if you get to know me. But when you get to know him, you find out he walks around talking about wanting a, a, a woman who's equally yoked. Now, this is, by the way, Y-O-K-E-D, not Y-O-L-K-E-D, as if they're both having two egg omelets. No, no, they're not equally yoked. They're equally yoked. The yoke being you know, that harness that goes across the neck of a pair of oxen so that they pull in tandem. It's a vision of humanity as draft animals. Jesus, talk about nasty, brutish, and short. I hope people will learn from everyone's mistakes and truly love God and not the material possessions of the world. You know, material possessions like the fucking 9 millimeter pistol that... You know, you bought only a few hours before and used to shoot up the break room at the Wally World. And, and, and later we'll find out that this guy is, a, is an absolute dog's breakfast of uh, hysterical right-wing babbling points. My only wish would have been to start over from scratch and that my parents would have paid closer attention to my social deficits. 
what if he didn't have any? What if he only got those social deficits? Um, when he started going to right-wing online spaces. And remember, this is, a, this is a black guy. I say that because we're most used to seeing uh, the mass murderers being, uh, you know, 20-something, pasty-faced, pale, white dudes. But the, re the religiously insane and the men's rights insane and the incel insane... Um, and the MGTOW insane has tons of crossover. I was talking about the pills. The, black, the, the red pill is when you realize that uh, it's just unfair and if, if your skull is a certain circumference and if you have this degree uh, or you don't have certain degree of slope on your forehead as a guy and if your jaw is not a certain way and if millimeters of bone on your brow ridge are off and if you have thin wrists you're just well, you're just genetically and 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 Darwinian, Darwinianly doomed. And so you take the black pill, and then you Eldar lay down and rot. But before you lay down and rot, you go and take out your own shortcomings on people who have done absolutely nothing to deserve it. Sorry, everyone. But I did not plan this. I promise things just fell in place like I was led by the Satan. I have written songs in the past, though I only did it when I realized that my phone was hacked and was giving the worst feeling imaginable. I wish that I could have saved everyone from myself. Well, had he survived, he would not have been found not guilty by reason of insanity. Not at all. He was sane. The only one who could save everyone would have been him. But he was so far down the Jordan Peterson incel, MGTOW, religious psychobabble rabbit hole that he couldn't climb back out. I haven't seen any any uh, news stories talking about the fact that everybody hated him. I don't know what this business is about his phone getting hacked. And then the final paragraph, y'all. I will spare blank because I have a special place for her in my heart because my mother died from cancer. Please blank, the same name, let everyone know that bitter seed apricots are the cure for cancer and not the doctor. May God forgive me for what I'm going to do. Well, sorry, my dude. I don't think this is the kind of thing the God forgives. I mean, wow. 
What a boatload of premeditation. But he also knew he was going to kill himself at the end of it all. Um, but that, uh, that provides us with a pretty solid working definition of uh, this kind of mass murderer. It really, really does. Um, Stephen New York adds, it occurs to me no waiting period or permit on buying guns yet. A march in Washington requires a permit. Ding. Um, no permit required on buying guns. Well, look, I mean, in a state in a state like this, it is, and this is not an exaggeration. It is a more complicated process to get a fishing license than it is to buy a pistol with which you can just stand around and shoot bullets into the stream and whatever. Now, going back over to... Uh, um, oh, wow, Clarence writing. Remember, Clarence is a truck driver. Walmart shooting. Robin, I've delivered freight to the Walmart and Sam's Club that's next door. My interaction with the night shift was minimal. My deliveries were usually between 3 p.m. and 6 p.m. I've been in the receiving office, receiving dock, and the break room where the shooting took place. I didn't know any of the people who were shot, but I probably spoke to some of them because I always speak to folks if they're within eyesight or earshot. What a terrible disaster. Yeah. We know the names of the victims now, except for one. We do not know the name of the 16-year-old that he murdered. Because at 16, he's deemed a juvenile. A minor. Whose name cannot be released. Even though he's... Dead. Right. Thanks, Clarence. Scott caught the reference. Bitter seed apricots? Uh, Leotril went out in the 70s or 80s with the Wankel rotary engine. Thing is, the rotary engine actually worked. Leotril never did. So this guy really is, he's, he's, a, he's a, dog, a, a dog's breakfast of bad information. And no matter what was going on in his head, he was a lawful gun owner. And there's not going to be that much talk about any of this, probably. Probably. I guess because what purpose does it serve? 
well, from where I stand, the purpose it serves is to demonstrate clearly and cogently the fact that we do need things like waiting periods. What would this, I mean, really, uh, he had his plan, he had picked his time, he was ready to roll. If he doesn't walk out of that gun store with that 9mm pistol, what does he do that evening? His brain is already Swiss cheese. Does he go in with a hammer? A knife? An guy? A brick? If he has to wait a week, does he cool down? Do maybe we need to do a little bit more? Do we need to dig a little deeper every time somebody wants a damn gun? But see, that's the problem. The people who think that guns are more important than human lives will tell you that you can't go digging around too deep because you might find something that meant they couldn't have the gun. And we frankly don't have the resources with which to do that. And we certainly wouldn't want to waste perfectly good taxpayer dollars making sure that dudes who walk around babbling about bitter seed apricots and talking to God and God talking back and talking about how he doesn't deserve a wife because he can't be equally yoked with anyone. Well, we wouldn't want to dig too deep and find that out about somebody and then them not be able to buy a goddamn gun. Oh, heck no. So from... uh, From Chesapeake, Virginia, we toddle off to Colorado Springs. Um, Lady B, if you're listening, and this is triggering, uh, if you have to pause or turn it off for a little bit, wow, do I understand but, uh, well, I guess it's too much to call it justice. But a group calling themselves Colorado People's Press put up a series of posts today, including including photographs of some uh, graffiti at a great big rock wall around the uh, the campus of Focus on the Family. Now, these religious outfits were recruited into Colorado Springs 
decades ago because they they they, they were it was thought that they would be an, an, an engine of economic growth and to a certain extent they were they were they were also an economic uh, they were also an engine of the growth in toxic hate so in the night a, a group of activists went up to the big rock wall and the big great big letters that say focus on the family and in great big black letters they spray painted on the rock wall their blood is on your hands five lives taken and um, they added beneath focus on the family showing that they too had read their bible A verse from 2 Corinthians, chapter 11, verses 14 and 15. And no wonder, for even Satan dis disguises himself as an angel of light, so it is no surprise if his servants do also, do also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. Their end will correspond to their deeds. Oof. And so Colorado People's Press published their uh, um, statement explaining why they added some editorial comment to the big rock wall there in front of Focus on the Family. To those fighting for the queer community, as members of the queer community, we are heartbroken by the lives taken at Club Q on November 19th. Daniel Aston, Raymond Green Vance, Kelly Loving, Ashley Paw, and Derek Rump. Before proceeding, we feel it is our responsibility to acknowledge that we acted without consent from the families of these people. We offer our sincere apologies if this action feels contrary to your beliefs. We chose to proceed with this action because of the incredible violence that Focus on the Family continues to perpetuate against the 2SLGBTQIA community. On the eve of Transgender Day of Remembrance, as Club Q was preparing an all-ages drag show, the queer community lost five beautiful souls at one of the few gay clubs in all of Colorado Springs. These five individuals gathered at Club Q with friends and loved ones, new and old, to be in community and to grieve all the lives lost to transphobia. You may have seen various news outlets speaking about this tragedy as an issue of gun control or a senseless act of violence, but it is also important that we recognize this crime for what it was, a targeted act of hate. And I did not know this next part, but... Uh, oh my... Witnesses have recounted that 50 to 60 people were present at Club Q when a man walked in and started shooting. Five people were killed and 18 or more were wounded. What this means is that half of the people who came to dance and have fun in this sacred space were physically injured as a result of this atrocity, not to mention the trauma inflicted on every single person present at Club Q. It is no accident 
that this happened in Colorado Springs, a city steeped in homophobia, transphobia, and white supremacy. It is no surprise that someone did this in the city that is home to such a hateful organization as Focus on the Family. If you visit their website, you will see them eagerly display their desire to rid the world of all queer people. It is important to us that you understand why Focus on the Family must be held accountable for the ramifications of their hateful theology. You have likely seen the onslaught of anti-trans legislation, of which Focus on the Family is a huge proponent, both in funding and propaganda. With an alarmingly expansive network, they work closely with powerful entities, such as the DeVos family. Remember Betsy? Remember her brother? Yeah. Um, to promote and fund this anti-trans legislation, focus on the family's goal is to eradicate queerness. Tactics they use to achieve this include indoctrination, media saturation, falsified research, and conversion therapy. We encourage you to continue to investigate the many examples of their culpability, which can be found front and center on their own website. Focus on the family likes to promote themselves as people who are bringing about the kingdom of God. But we want to remind you that even, in the, even the Bible warns us to be cautious of folks such as these. 2 Corinthians 11:14 and 15 reminds us that even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light, so it is no surprise if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. Their end will correspond to their deeds. In love, grief, rage, and solidarity, members of the Front Range queer community. And every word of that is truth. Um, Flavio points out the name of the 16-year-old murdered at the Walmart was released, Fernando Chavez Barron. Now, I don't know how some people people feel about someone's got to call it an act of vandalism. I frankly think this is a pretty mild response to people like Focus on the Family. The problem is that the problem extends beyond Focus on the Family. Sure, Focus on the Family was the the, the, the toxic uh, beating heart of transphobia, homophobia, queerphobia in Colorado Springs. But there are so many, you know, uh, the, the Family Research Council. Remember, that gang, of the, the, as led by uh, uh, Tony Norman, yes, Mother Bates, Perkins, uh, down in Louisiana. Remember, he got his first email list from David Duke, the Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan. So we see another intersectional line between what they do and what white supremacist groups do. And then there's James Dobson. Now, a few years back, James Dobson stepped down as Grand Inquisitor of uh, Focus on the Family. But his influence is still felt. His was the driving philosophy that created focus on the family as a massive, money-sucking, tax-free dodge. Yeah, we, that's right. We give away a part of the commons of the United States of America to people like James Dobson so that they can hate entire sections of the American population. And it's all tax-free. 
Hallelujah. And James Dobson himself, make no mistake, is an absolute devil. Not a metaphysical demon, but a flesh and blood one. Because he is a doctor, James Dobson, he received his Ed.D. degree from the University of Southern California. He's qualified to tell people how to parent their children. And when I first saw that thread this morning on Twitter, it was the first one of the first things I thought of was when he told parents who have intelligent children who from time to time will be precocious or act out or be somewhat rebellious. Remember, he's a He's one of these Bible literalists who follow, who thinks that every word in the Bible is the inspired word of God, including the part there in the Old Testament where mouthy kids are supposed to be taken outside the city gates and stoned to death. And the parents are supposed to be okay with it and maybe throw the first rock. Lottery in June, corn heavy soon. Never mind the, the, the reference there. Um... He said that, uh, that, that good, godly Christian parents should beat such children until they cry real tears. And part of the horror of that is that adjective before tears, real tears. You know, not just snuffling, not just little, uh, a, a little, a little tear falling. No, it's it's subjective, and it leaves it to the discretion of the abusing parent when to stop beating the child, based upon when the abusing parent decides that the tears are actually real. I won't say imagine that. Because that's too triggering. But understand that that man has influenced God only knows how many tens of thousands, perhaps millions of parents to beat their children and perpetuate child abuse into another generation. You've probably run across people like that. Well, you know, my parents tanned my hide when I misbehaved and I turned out all right. And you know what? When I had kids, I beat the hell out of them, too. Government ain't got no business getting involved with how parents discipline their children. Says they're writing the, writing the good book. Spare the two-by-four and spoil the child. Yeah. And so you wind up with a bunch of traumatized children who then, if they're lucky, grow up to become traumatized adults. And we've talked at length about the fact that we in this country do not have a behavioral health system that is up to the task of dealing with all the trauma that goes into being us, being Merkins, citizens of the greatest country in the history of the world on earth, now, today, forever, in the universe, under God. Amen. No, we don't. But it gets worse. 
while we're talking about the man who fostered all of this hate in Colorado Springs, this goes without mentioning Ted Haggard. You know, it's funny. He found his way after years and years and years of, of, of absence into the, into the news a few months ago. Promised he would stop snorting the meth off the hooker, gay hooker boy's butts. And then he didn't. And then the guy who found out that he was uh, that, 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 that he was still uh, performing uh, the Crystal Methodist uh, liturgy, well, he came along and Pastor Ted handed him the handed him the briefcase that had the meth in it. And the deacons promised Pastor Ted he'd get rid of the get rid of the meth for him, and, and he did. He took it home and did it himself. I wonder if they've ever met um, uh, uh, MMA and porn star. Dick Delaware, otherwise known as Daddy Brink. But that's, you know, that's the religious right in Colorado Springs. But one more, just because, of course, they're so obsessed with queerness. James Dobson didn't just tell parents to beat the living hell out of their children until they cried real tears. He once explained to daddies that the best way to make sure that their little boys didn't grow up and be all gay and stuff was to invite the little ta- the little tyke into the shower with daddy. Yeah, come on here, son. We're going to take a shower together. <laughs> I-, I know it's it's it sounds like an outtake from Airplane with Peter Graves. Timmy and. Do you like Greco-Roman wrestling? No. James Dobson told daddies to get naked, get in the shower, and then bring the little four or five or six-year-old tyke, little boy, in. You know, not very tall, about dick high. And flop their dingus in the kid's face. And explain to them never to, I don't know, put one in their mouth. I'm not being facetious. This is not a bit. This is not a... I'm not going to use that word. Uh, this is how fucking weird these Christians are. Can you even imagine... Don't. And yet, there were people who took his advice because, you know, he's got an Ed D in education and psychology. And somewhere out there, there are 20 something guys who are probably in therapy going, yeah, I don't know why he did it, but, you know, I was about five and told me to get in the shower with him, and he started flipping his penis in my face. And I don't know how many years of therapy that is. 
But at the same time, they're out there saying, you know, don't be gay. Something makes me just feel absolutely certain that somewhere along the way, as we often remark of these types, James Dobson has had a man in his mouth. Or been in one. Don't know if he's a top or a bottom or a versatile or what. But the shit he talks about is stuff that would would would, would get a would have gotten club Q turn. You know, this is the stuff that the right wing maggots and the like groomers. And there's there's James Dobson grooming since the nineties. Um, what's that, Steve? Uh, flop their dingus in the kid's face one cowbell. I'm not too sure how I feel about that. And two, and I, as a gay man, am the pervert. I, I know. And, of course, they never, you know, they, they never bother with any, you know, mirror time. Uh, wait, what are, what are we asking the daddies to do? Well, we're asking, no, they're... they're we're asking them to do it in the name of Jesus, so that's okay. And I'm not trying to be prurient here. This isn't for purposes of it. it this, is, this is to try, if nobody else is doing it, and I dare say very few are, to try to draw the bright, bloody line from focus on the family to, the, to, to Club Q. Club Q did not have any grown men with little boys in the shower. Not one. But there are accounts out there from people who've worked at Focus on the Family and say, you know, you got to do what you're told around here. And I don't know if the same, you know, dad, daddies and little boys, I don't know if the same thing applies to mommies and little girls. Uh, Colorado crazies, don't forget Bob Larson and the late Bob Enyart. No, the, couldn't no you couldn't you, you you couldn't you couldn't swing a stuffed critter in Colorado Springs without hitting uh, one of these Christian weirdos one of one of one of these Second Corinthians chapter eleven devils official gay agenda dispatch we have officially blackballed Dobson from the family well it's about damn time. Steve asking, when has violence ever led to less violence? Eye for an eye and the world goes blind. It's almost as though we have this neo-Calvinist view in this country that if kids grow up happy and healthy and well-adjusted, that something is wrong. Or that the next generation, you know... They say that the sins of the father are not visited upon the son or upon the child. But actually, that's part of the that's part of the foundation of this country, isn't it? However screwed up grandpappy was, and however screwed up grandpappy made pappy, pappy's under a moral obligation to make sure that the boy grandson is every bit as screwed up and lather, rinse, repeat 
So that's pretty much an update of what we've since learned more about these two most recent horrors. And of course it is what is known as Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. So God alone knows how many various and sundry nightmares are unfolding in retail establishments across the Fruited Plain. And I can only hope none. But that's a hope and not a knowledge. But I've filled a robster for an hour now. Um, we are trying to finish the month of November fundraising-wise. Hate to talk about it. Despise to uh, talk about it. But, uh, well, we're, uh, if we, uh, if we could get someone, someone's, to get us started, Ralph's will get us started with a $25 challenge. Thank you, if you jump in. And I had a note from uh, Dennis in Columbus, our dear friend. Uh, I really appreciate you having a holiday horn in, a holiday horn yesterday. I was home alone, ha, due to my extreme caution because of the continuing COVID scourge. I'm a liver transplant recipient. You are wise, Dennis. So listening to you and the Horn family was a pleasant surprise to help fill the void. Because you had a show yesterday, I figured you wouldn't have a show today, so I was again pleasantly surprised to find you on the intertubes today. As I told you before, I'm going to make serious effort to up the ante on my monthly contribution whenever possible. Your program helps me maintain my fingertip grip on sanity. Well, cowbell for fingertip grip on sanity. I think my Lee press on nails are getting 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 a little bit uh, jiggly with my fingertip grip on sanity. You are not alone, Dennis. You're a voice of liberal wisdom in this largely right-wing hellscape. Keep up the great work. Sincerely, Dennis in Columbus. Je Dennis, Dennis, thank you so much for that. The uplift that y'all give me is tremendous and so, so, so very much appreciated. Because, lo, these many years ago, we started all of this with the idea of creating a community of like-minded people who wouldn't because of the proliferation of right-wing media out there, would no longer feel like they were all by themselves alone and that the rest of the world was just a bunch of uh, right-wing ditto-head shitbirds. And you know what? We've succeeded. We have a community here. We have a community here who cares deeply about each other. And um, I found out yesterday evening that uh, our pal Kevin in Colorado Springs has had it's been a it's been a rough year for Kevin. You may recall Kevin lost his mama 
Well, Kevin also uh, talked every evening with his daddy and hadn't heard from him. So he had a wellness check done. Kevin's in Colorado Springs. His daddy's in Florida. And so the local emergency services people went by and found that Kevin's daddy had passed away. And so our heart goes out to Kevin. Kevin's had so much to have to bear. And I hope that the caring and concern from this community can help ease the pain with which he is most assuredly dealing. So, Kevin, please know, please know that you are in my heart and in our hearts. And our hearts will, our hearts will try to fill the space as you process your grief and if you need to talk you know you've got friends here lots of them lots and lots of them thank you Christopher Christopher just uh met Darlene's challenge. Thank you so much, Christopher. Thanks for being here with your powerful voice, Robin. Thank you. And so that challenge is met, and so we're down to 1950 to finish the month of November. Thank you. Darlene in Connecticut, who knows a little bit about what Kevin is going through, said, so sorry, Kevin. That's rough. You're in our thoughts. Darlene, you're a good soul. A very good soul indeed. And so uh, 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 Sparky got us all connected up, and uh, we can go over the river and through the woods and gather together in the old holler tree. We sublet from the Keebler Elves. Let's check in. and uh, Hey, Sparky, how are you? I'm wonderful. I lucked out last night. Yeah? My neighbor brought me Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, wonderful. That's wonderful. I thought I heard some younger voices in, in the background as we were talking yesterday. No. No, there were no kids? There was nobody here. Oh, that just brought... Okay. Me and Grady. Okay, well, I heard some background noise somewhere that sounded like younger voices or something, but... Um, yeah, what'd they bring? Brought two uh, divider plastic trays with turkey and white and dark meat, stuffing, uh, bean salad, bean casserole, something, some yams or sweet potatoes, which I don't eat, but a thing of gravy and a thing of mashed potatoes, two dinner rolls. That sounds delicious. They had a, he had a big doing over there with a lot of people, and I guess he, I talked to him the other day. He said, if there's leftovers, I'll bring you a plate over. 
So he was man of his word. He's the person that lives in there, my, where the, my minion used to live across the street. Well, that's wonderful. I just see Roger posted his audio, which can't get it to work. Yeah, I just saw that. He's going to log out and come back or something. I, I know Stephen New York's been having audio problems, too. I wonder if it's a Skype thing. Discord. I may not be using Skype too much come next week. How come? I have somebody that might be moving in with me. Really? Really? Um, okay, you, you can't just say something like that and then everybody wants details. You know, not, not, not too granular, but have you been advertising for a roommate to share expenses or something? Or No, 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 no. I found somebody. That's beautiful. Internet travel. That's beautiful. She doesn't need you to, she doesn't need you to wire any money, any, any money to like, you know, Istanbul or anything, does no, she? No, 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 no. The reason I say it might is she's coming into some money today. Ah. Which you will allow her to buy an air, purchase an airline ticket for next Wednesday. Wow, flying in. And fly to Reading. Yep. And I will be picking her up. Well, this is exciting. So I may not be on the porch. I may not be in, on the porch for a while. You know what? If you're not, if 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 you're not, um, that's okay and understandable. Just you know, let one of us know, and you know, send a single ping. Everything's okay. You won't hear from me for a while. Oh, I'll, I'll let you know. I'll, I'll know Thursday. If I, was, I mean, I'll know tomorrow if it's going to work out. Excellent. Do please. I'm happy for you. Uh, Randy Radar said, "I wish I had neighbors like that." Oh, if Rand, Randy, if you were in, if you were in reaching distance, uh, uh, I'd, have, I'd, have, I'd, have you, I'd have brought you a big old plate. Well, I have nice neighbors here. I live in a nice neighborhood. It sounds like it really does. It was it was the quiet quietest day I think I've heard in the, all year yesterday. You know, there's a highway that's not too far from my house, and you'll pick up traffic noise from it once in a while. And then there'd be planes flying over or helicopters flying over, but there was nothing yesterday. Eerie. Yeah, uh, I remember coming home from Alabama on Christmas Day last year. Uh, you know, usually passing through Nashville is like Death Race 2000. Annette was just flabbergasted. It's like, 
wow, we've got the whole city to ourselves. And say, yeah, kind of nice, ain't it? And the highways were just as quiet as could be all the way up to, yeah. Um, yesterday felt like a gift. Um, it was it, to the extent that, it, you know, a year ago, Thanksgiving last year, I couldn't even get out of the apartment. Um, and then yesterday was, you know, we got up to 65 degrees. I was running around in shirt sleeves and working on the smoker and playing around outside and just, it was wonderful. And then today, gray. And uh, 70 yesterday. Nice. And, and there wasn't a cloud in the sky yesterday. Um, okay, Darlene, Darlene, is, Darlene is, is, is being safety-oriented. I hope Sparky's actually met her. Is this a temporary visit? Just tell her not to worry. I think you My just wife. did. <laughs> Don't worry, Darlene. Sparky's got this. Um, I think so, Steve. Well, you, you've got pe now. You got people on the edge of your seats, ed edge of their seats, Sparky. Everybody's rooting for you. And since hey, we're and since we're going to do disclosures, ah, <laughs> I met somebody. And that's kind of nice, oh, too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We've been, uh, I won't play 40 questions with you. Oh, well, okay, okay. And that, that had a kind of an accusatory flavor to it, but I get it. <laughs> I won't play 40 questions with you. We'll play 40 questions later. Yeah, and Jeremy, you'll play 40 questions anytime. Yeah. Oh, Jeremy already knows. Oh, just a Duncan, though. Just a Duncan. Don't worry, you're safe tonight. Jeremy's seen pictures of me. This really is like a family. You know that it is. Oh, Jeremy knows. <laughs> well, he's in the Discord group with me every night. Oh, okay. Got a group in there, about six, eight guys every night. Same guy. Oh, yeah. All the, over the country. Yeah, the 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 the, uh, the alternative back porch gang. No, we're the uh, exiles. From the Blue Dot family. Ah. Most of us have all been exiled. We're like the island of misfit toys. Nobody wants a Charlie in the box. Not everybody. Yeah, but you ought to be. Oh, God. So, um, let's see. Let me, uh, oh, and thank you. Uh, uh, thank you to Kevin and Tracy for jumping in. We're now down to uh, uh, 1925. That's the year Lady B's mama and my mama were born, so. Maybe that'll be auspicious. 
Okay, I, I, I did all the stuff with the, sh- the, the follow-up with the shooting, and I'm certainly into talking about that over the course of the next... But the thing that apparently has a lot of people... Uh, and, and again, we were ahead of the curve talking about this a couple of nights ago. Uh, Nitwit Nero had a meeting with the person formerly known as Kanye described by Steve in New York as the definite article we're talking about the artist known as the uh, and uh, he was spotted traveling with Nick Fuentes the white Christian fascist nationalist guy who thinks it's gay to have sex for a guy to have sex with a woman person and he, uh, wow, this is just weird. Uh, he and the have had meetings with the former guy. Yeah. Nice. Kanye Good is for them. a rich person of Walker. That's all he is. Uh, who was ju- who was jumping in there before uh, before Jeremy? Uh, that was me. That was me, Robin. Kevin. Yeah. Hey, Kevin. Hey. Yeah. Like, who cares? I mean, no, I'm not talking to you. I'm saying, really, Kanye, whatever the name is now, Nick Fuentes. To me, they're just. I don't know. They're like yesterday's news to me. Same thing with Trump. All three of them. I mean. Let's just hope it just stays that way because, I don't know, hopefully the country will just, like, see these people for who they are, including, you know, Donald Trump. I mean, he's Donald Trump. Okay, big effing deal. Uh, He's running again. Okay, fine, whatever. But I think the shot's coming off. And I don't know. That's just a little bit of a rant, but. I'm sober, so just want to let you know. <laughs> well, thanks for the asterisk there. I'm sober. <laughs> yeah. I'm driving home. I'm on uh, I-91 South, and it, uh, just in the beautiful town of Northampton, and over the Connecticut River right now as we speak. Oh, sorry, I'm driving along the Connecticut River. I-91 runs Kevin, parallel to it. Anyway, good. Kevin, did did you? Did you say the shine is off or the shroud is off? The shine. The shine oh, okay. is coming off. I'm, I'm okay. Just, like, you didn't... know what I'm doing? I'm I'm kind of like, uh, I don't know. I'm just calling it. I, I, it may not be. Going through a tunnel or something. Pay attention to these people. No, but I think I think Kevin, it's noteworthy to to, to talk about it. Insofar as uh, this is one of those things that's even got formerly supportive people going, "Oh no, no, no," because among other things, uh, talking about Nick Fuentes, uh, Julius Geezer said, "I like this guy. He gets me." Ugh. <laughs> Again, who cares? But yeah, okay, fine. That's what you mean, Robin? I'm not blue in that. I mean, these people are 
crazy and Trump's got a lot of access and uh, Fuentes, you know, he, he took a hit, you know, he, with, with, not with uh, January 6th and, uh, you know, he's got to be careful, right? He's not, it's not like he's going to go out and try to do anything crazy because they know he's being watched. He knows he's being watched. So there's only so much he's going to be able to do. I mean, he's going to cash in whatever way he can, I guess. And same thing with uh, Kanye or I don't know. Yeah, you know, it's like they're, they're, they're still there. They're not going to go away. I get that, I, you know, but I just hope the country. Well, the funny thing is some people, of course, are always going to try to find some, some you know, some place to fit the crowbar in, get a little leverage. And in this case, it would be Chris Crispy, Crispy Cream Christy. Chris Crispy Cream. <laughs> yeah, uh. He's old news, though. Not well. No, he, he's he's feeling he's feeling his presidential. He's out there playing with his presidential timber now. This is just another example of an awful lack hey. of judgment from Donald Trump, which, combined with his past poor judgments, make him an untenable general election candidate for the Republican Party in 2024. I know, terrible New Jersey like, accent. Forgive me, please. I need, I need to call you. I'll lay you even odds. Okay, Jeremy first. I'll lay even odds. All right, Jeremy, go ahead. It's too early to be talking about Chris Christie playing with anything. No. Too oh. early for that in the program. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I was going to say, oh, great minds work alike. I'll let you even odds you can't even see his presidential timber. All right. Well, all right. <laughs> seems like, seems like they're all talking about Ron DeSantis now. They're a bunch of beanie babies. <laughs> no, I'm serious. They come and they go. It's like Christie. He was the beanie baby not long ago, but he's out of here. Trump, whether he acknowledges it or not, is on his way out of here. DeSantis is like, oh, look, the shiny new uh, beanie baby. Let's uh, play with him a while. Got to leave the tags on, though. They lose their value if you take the tags off. Oh yeah. Well, it's like those pillows in motels. No, there's not. No, there's nothing. There's nothing that says you can't. You can't remove the, the the beanie baby tags. It's just that, you know, having back in the '90s participated in the the 1990s equivalent of the uh, of the of the uh, uh, tulip economy in 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 the Netherlands in the <laughs> 17th century. If you take the tag off the beanie baby, the beanie baby loses its value. Yes. <laughs> And since and may, and maybe you know maybe Nitwit Nero didn't know that the has been, or as Lee in New York reminds me, um, in New York we don't say the we say duh as in duh Bronx in Mister West's case it is pronounced more like duh. Um, <laughs> uh, Nitwit Nero's out there trying to defend himself now, and it just you know uh, gets funnier and funnier. <laughs> uh, ye. Formerly known as Kanye West, was asking me for advice concerning some of his difficulties, in particular having to do with his business. We also discussed, to a lesser extent, politics, where I told him he should definitely not run for president. <laughs> I'm sorry, that reads like that reads like written comedy, like uh, politics, where I told him he should definitely not run for president. I got enough problems with that run. 
the, the, the Ron, Ron de Sanctimonious as it is. Been working on pronouncing sanctimonious for a couple of weeks now, ever since one of my writers came up with it. Any voters you may have should vote for Trump. Anyway, we got it on grade. He expressed no anti-Semitism, and I appreciated all the nice things he said about me on Tucker Carlson. Why wouldn't I agree to meet? <laughs> he said nice things about me on Tucker Carlson. Oh, my God, right? Maybe, maybe the turkey's just getting to me, but I find that hilarious. He said nice. Oh, you got a tryptophan hangover there, Robin. Steve. How are you, my friend? I'm well. I'm well. Yeah. I hope all my horn family are, is doing well. It's been a crazy week out here in Steve Land. But, oh, a little please, please, te- please, please tell me there was no call the guy. No, 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 no call the guy. None of that. Everything went relatively smooth. I had some back fin crab meat flown in from Crisfield, Maryland. Darling's familiar with the place. And uh, instead of turkey, Wednesday night, we had uh, crab cakes. They were damn good, man. Oh, yeah. And and then on Thursday, we had a um, turkey breast, and we smoked it. Instead of putting it in the oven in the traditional way, we smoked it with a drip pan, and the moisture from the drip pan caramelizes the turkey. Yes, it, it does, really, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Makes it really good. And um, other than that, I've just been busier than a one-legged man at a wallpaper contest or whatever. Insert whatever metaphor you want here. You know, works just keep me upside down. Well, uh, you know, I uh, like I said earlier, uh, it was just me and Annette yesterday, and so I saw this beautiful uh, roasting hen in the Piggly Wiggly and uh, put it on the smoker. And I'm saying this... I'm. Um, I'm saying this exclusively for Brother Deacon Ace's benefit. When I took that thing off, because remember I had to, I had to take a break during the program last night, in order to bring the the bird in. And after it rested, and after I was off air, I went and sliced into the smoke ring on that was every bit of um, like an eighth of an inch into the breast. And nice. it was oh. heavenly. Oh, I bet. Oh, man. And you know you can cube that and freeze it and eat it later or put it in soup or just... Ain't going no, to no, be... It's going to look like a bird carcass in the Mojave Desert. There ain't going to be <laughs> nothing left on it. People put it to rest. <laughs> oh. And then this morning when, the, when, when my five-year-old granddaughter came in and said, I want some more of Opa's chicken. Oh, what can you do? Man? Oh, well, you let me get you busy. You break out the chicken. <laughs> we know she meant turkey, but you got to break it No, out. no, this was, this was a chicken. That's the thing. This was a chicken. Oh, okay. There was a turkey. And I thought they were going to have the, the – because Ferg was going to do the tr- turkey over there. I thought they were going to eat the turkey over there, but they brought it home. And <laughs> I broke his little heart. He said, Dad, can't you just let me shine for one day, but you got to go and smoke a chicken and remind everybody that you're still better than me? <laughs> you're the grill. Uh, well, we're queen now, I yes, guess. I'm yes. going to say king, but we're going to change that to queen. We're going to re-anoint you. Pit mistress. Pit mistress, yeah. I remember from the, uh, the, the Malloy cookies. My goodness. 
and this person can grill. And you even handed me the, the um, tongs one time. I won't for, never forget. It. Yeah. I had to take over. Remember? Oh yeah, we had well, we had so many things going on at one time. Yeah, yeah, you had to ski that or for whatever reason. And I was in charge of the Royal Grill, but I did okay. You did fine. You did great. <laughs> but I hope everybody out there in Hornland is doing good. It's um, good to be back. Oh, it's always glad. It, it, it does. It, it, it gladdens my heart to hear from you. It really does. Well, likewise. Likewise. You know, hey, um, Robin? Hey, what? Hey, Scott. This is Steve. Steve, you made hey, it Steve. in. Not, yeah. Um, did you get my challenge? Yes, I did, and we've been talking, but I haven't gotten there yet. So, uh, okay. uh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. I I am going in and out. I'm having an issue with uh, uh, the, the Skype because I'm on my phone. So. Yes. So uh, the spread, Steve notes, subject line challenge, the spread between the righteous people of Ohio State and the anti-American communist degenerates of that of that team up north is eight. I'm offering an eight dollar challenge. So anyone, any, any, anyone rooting for the Ohio State University, um, Steve would like to see you match the challenge. Or, or for that matter, if you're rooting for uh, uh, that team up north, uh, put your money where your mouth is and match the challenge that way. Uh, by the way, who's giving and who's getting? Who's pitching and who's catching? No, no, no. Who's giving Wait, the points? Yeah, asking, I'm asking you. Who's giving the points asking? and who's getting the points? Um, I, I, all I know is I don't know. I don't know enough to know what you're actually asking me because I don't know anything about betting. All who's favored? Ohio State. Ohio State's favored. What's in Columbus? That's well, okay, that's. But but also, look, Jim Harbaugh doesn't have a very good record and he's just he's a shithead and he's an asshole and his aunt was horrible and treated me horrible and fuck her and fuck him so yeah the hatred goes deep you know it did i i, I actually didn't realize how deep it went until 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 the forces of darkness happened onto a win last year um i mean yeah, no, the hatred's very deep. That was a hell of a game. I mean, I, re I remember that. Yes, yesterday a year ago was very, was a very big day for me because that was the first day that I drove. And oh, really? So, yeah. Uh, yeah I, 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 so before before Wait, all the fun. Hold on a sec. Hold on. Okay. I would like to give you a cowbell because that was the first day that you driven. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yes. So before uh, before the, that game could kick off or any of the other games could kick off, I was about three blocks from a place called the the Half Shell, and boy do I wish we had one of those here. Wonderful seafood place. So I went and uh, loaded us up with uh, various and sundry uh, types of stuffed oysters and uh, uh, royal red shrimp and just all kinds of yummies, and and brought them back and. You know, it wasn't a long drive, but it was driving, and it, big deal. And we sat there and 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 ate our fill, and that was a hell of a game. And then Alabama and Auburn was for the ages. 
then I can't remember that. You know what? To be honest with you, um, Ohio State's defense last year really wasn't that great. No, that's why they lost. Yeah, and when we got Jim Knowles from Oklahoma State, our defense has been much, much, much better this year. Well, they have been. It's, uh, it's, it, it, I'll be watching. I'll be watching. Um, Darlene, by the way, responding to uh, responding to Steve, says, I am very familiar with the crab place, Steve. Thanks to you, that's where I got my lobster tails that I'm having tomorrow. Family brought me tons of tur- uh, turkey day for yesterday. So I ate some of that instead. And right now, I'm preparing soft-shell crab sandwiches that I also brought, uh, bought from TCP as I'm listening to FOTFP. Oh, the, the alphabet soup we have around here. God, that sounds so good. But, you know, I, would, but I, was, uh, I was really pleased with the scallops that I did yesterday. I don't think I'll ever do them this, uh, uh, any other way again. Um, doing them in the brown butter and the, and the, and the browned, uh, freshly minced garlic and a little tiny bit of Clarity's uh, chili pepper. Hi, Clarity. They're yummy. Um, but I got to thinking, wow, if you pull, because this is going to happen, if you pull the scallops off and just let them rest for a couple of minutes and you work a little bit of cream into that brown butter and get a, and, and maybe a little bit of maybe cognac or something and just, mm, and then do a plate of like linguine and put the, and put the, and, and put the, uh, Scallops back on and put the sauce over. Oh, yeah, that could be magic. And so today, because Courtney didn't get any yesterday, I made I made I made another pan, a small pan of scallops the same way because she said she likes scallops, and well, I like for her to be happy. And uh, I fur gloved them too, I think. God bless the manager special at Piggly Wiggly. Big fan of the manager well, special. As long as we're into Thanksgiving food porn, I thought I'd add a little bit. Your microphone works. And yeah. This this goes back many, many, many years when uh, my grandparents were still alive in San Francisco and my aunt was still alive and she was in San Francisco. And anyhow, the family came down for Thanksgiving and Mom and Dad brewed up a nice big turkey in my aunt's oven, and we took it over to my grandmother's house, grandfather's house, and had a Thanksgiving-type dinner. We get back. Dad takes and picks all the meat off the turkey and puts it in the deep well cooker of my aunt's electric stove. I don't know how many people remember the old deep well cookers on an electric stove, but this had one, sort of like a crock pot. And Dad goes to work making the turkey broth, and I don't know, for one reason or another, we pack up and we leave before he gets it done. Well, a couple of weeks later, we go back down to San Francisco for Christmas, go over to my aunt's house. God, there's an awful stench in my aunt's house. I mean, just really terrible smell. And my aunt's bitching at mom and dad about she can't get the goddamn kitchen clean after he fucked up her oven cooking the turkey and all the rest of that nobody really knows what's going on and the next morning we get up and the lid of the deep well cooker has lifted up a little bit because dad's 
turkey soup from Thanksgiving has been in that deep well cooker inside of a warmed up house for a little over two weeks. And my aunt couldn't oh, figure Jesus. out what the smell was. But when that lid of the cooker lifted up a little bit, we saw it that morning. We knew exactly what it was. It was dad's turkey soup that had been sitting on the goddamn stove for a little over two weeks. So I just thought that, yeah, for food port, and that's a good family story that nobody's around anymore to remember it except me. And uh, I hadn't told that story in years. So uh, I'm glad you did. My my olfactory nerve is is channeling some, you know, because I had some acting training, is channeling some sense memory, and I'm absolutely nauseated right now, Roger. Well, I'm glad you had a good dinner last night, and I didn't ruin it for you. <laughs> but, uh, anyhow, the, the rolled pork loin that I was cooking in the smoker last night came out absolutely fantastic. Um, I don't know what my wife stuffed it with, but uh, there was uh, brandy and water reduction in the bottom of the pan that I was cooking it in and the potatoes got cooked into that and uh, came out really good I, I did the smoker I didn't put any smoke in or anything else but my propane smoker I put the pan of water in the bottom to keep the flame from just being nothing up to the bottom of the pan and uh, it was an hour and a half a little over 300 brought the, the roast up to the, the probe temperature of 165 Brought it in, let it sit to congeal a little bit, the, the stuffing sort of tighten up so it wouldn't all fall apart when we carved it. And carved it up and served it out. It was it was fantastic. And then we had green beans from the garden. And we had uh, the Cherokee purple tomatoes cut up with uh, oh, heavenly. spices and a little bit of balsamic vinegar on them and marinating in their own juices for a while. And all kinds of other goodies, and then a, a purchased apple crumble top pie for dessert, along with Alfa Jorge's Peruvian cookie. And then she also made up some scones, uh, which we had put uh, homemade lemon curd on for part of our dessert. And uh, the wife got busy making pisco sours for the before dinner drinks. So it was a it was a good thing. Oh, I bet I bet her had, I bet her pisco sours are absolutely magic. Oh yeah, but we had uh, both boys, uh, her brother, and the daughter-in-law's sister, and of course the two grandkids. So we had a, a pretty full house and and a really nice dinner, and nobody got in fights with anybody because we're all pretty much of the same political persuasion. But my wife's so tired of me and the brother-in-law talking politics that. Politics is a verboten subject at the table because uh, she just doesn't want to hear it anymore. But <clears throat> nobody had any bad things to do. That sounds like a delightful Thanksgiving. So anyhow, that's my uh, contributions to the this evening's uh, hilarity, unless something else tweaks my brain. And I'll mispronounce it, but the Pisco uh, Sours, were those made with what, Kachaka? No, it's uh, ice, egg white, pisco, and lime juice, and it's a kind of a frothy with the egg whites. And then when you pour it in a glass, you put a couple of drops of bitters on top of the foam. The pisco is the pisco it, is the booze. 
Yeah. Okay. Pisco is a clear Peruvian brandy. Um, and it goes anywhere from rot gut so sharp you, uh, you choke on it to some of the smoothest stuff in the world, depending on what flavor, what brand, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, the best of Pisco comes from the Ica Valley of Peru. Those sound just delightful. Uh, you go to any Peruvian restaurant, they'll serve you a pisco sour. But uh, I've been to some restaurants that think they know how to make them, and they don't. Um, it, it's got to be a good Peruvian restaurant. I got to have one. Because, see, the first I ever heard of them was uh, uh, when uh, being made over in, um, you know, across the continent in Brazil with that sort of rum-ish, and Flavia is going to have a conniption for me saying that, but Kachaka, uh, Kachaka, Kashaka, Kashuka. I'm mispronouncing it one way or the other, so I'm just going to, I'm just going to lay a bet on every one, kind of like betting the whole roulette wheel. But they sound wonderful. Uh, I had a note in from uh, Tom in Sunny Sun Raphael. Uh, the, or duh, so what do you think? Could we convince the or some of his supporters that his new name is a pronoun? We don't need no pronouns. <laughs> no, 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 Tom. Uh, it, it's it's like Steve said. He's the definite article. I still love that. The total package, the definite article. And uh, I need to I need to chime in about Kanye. I'm sorry. Okay, well, let me just share this. Oh, yeah, your scallop dish looked incredible. Would love to try, love that sauce recipe. It's so super easy, Darlene. It's just a matter of putting the, bu the butter in the skillet and letting it, you know, letting it melt and letting the some of the water evaporate out of the butter because butter's got water in it. And then once you get it, you know, medium hot, skillet's hot, throw in your minced garlic and your little bit of minced chili pepper, It'll brown up real quick. Boom, in go the scallops. And shake them around and toss them back a little bit here and there. And once they're done, you're good to go. I mean, I think the whole the whole process took less than 20 minutes. Is that easy? And thank you to Jude, dear Jude. Uh, donating tonight from Women's Standing for the journey that Kevin has been involved in since last September and the loss of his mother and now the loss of his father. These are transitions that change one's life. He's walked with focus, care, and deep understanding, knowing intuitively how to be of support to the two of them. His, his history as a paramedic has provided the knowledge to move through these difficult months. Love you dearly, Kevin. Love you dearly, Jude. And Kevin said, thanks for your thoughts, Horn family. Much thanks to you, Darlene, and the rest of the Horn for your thoughts and condolences. It's been a wearying last 24 hours, but I'm doing okay as of now. While it wasn't necessarily a shock to see him pass so soon after my mother, it of course was still unexpected to see him pass so soon. He'd been married to my mother for 66, oh my heavens, 66 years when she passed, and he had a very hard time accepting that she passed so suddenly from cancer. To whatever is beyond this life, nothing or something, hopefully he has found some peace at last. Thanks again, Horn family, for your thoughts. Kevin. Well, our thoughts go with you and stay with you, Kevin. You are a loved member of this community. And thank you to Jude and Women Standing 
we are now down to uh, $1,900 to go to finish November fully funded. Thank you, Jude. Thank you. Ron and Raleigh says, only us old guys. My family had an electric range with a deep well cooker. My mom used to make beef stew from leftover pot roast in it. I wish they still made those kinds of stoves. I don't, I, I, I have no reference for that. So it must have been something that faded away sometime after 1963, I guess. Um, now I'm going to have to look at it. Somebody will post it in the, in the, in the chat or something. It's, uh, it sounds fascinating, just not a lot of fun to clean based on Roger's account. Yes, Scott? If General Electric made them, I'll bet you somewhere in the archives of uh, commercial uh, content, there's a uh, probably a visit with Ron and Nancy in their all-electric house. Uh, and there's, there's probably showing off their deep well cooker or whatever the hell it is. All right, here we go. Oh, really? The, all right, the deep well cooker was simply a burner that could be raised up level at the top or when it was cool, you just grabbed the burner, gave it a little bit of a twist, and it sank down in. And then there was a pot, like the liner of a, uh, a crock pot, that fit down in it. So basically what it was was just a, a variable heating uh, heatable crock pot that you had on your stove. You know the brand So the burner the could come up and range. be a level burner like the, the tops today. Or you could twist it, put it down, and put the, the pot down in it. Well, I'm looking. You asked about the brand. Uh, I'm looking at one right now, uh, Scott. It's a hot Probably point. Galvanator. It, no, it's a hot point. Hot point. Who made hot point? Hot point. Okay, so they weren't okay. Yeah, this one's a ninety. Deep well cookers. In the fifties. Everybody's house had a stove with a deep well cooker. Yeah, this is a 1948 Hot Point electric range. The most magnificent cookers were sold door to door by uh, David Ogilvy when he was just starting out in business. The advertising guy, Aga, H-E-A, the Aga cookers. I don't think you can get them in this country, but they were real big in Europe. Very pricey, though. Oh, I just looked at a brand new stove uh, at, from on the Lowe's website. Doesn't have a deep well cooker in it, but it is four thousand eight hundred and fifty-nine dollars. Because it's dual, stove. yeah. Because it's dual fuel. It's uh, gas on the top and electric on the bottom, which is kind of the perfect combination. Mercy. Four thousand and how much? Four thousand eight hundred and fifty-nine dollars. Jesus. Bob Barker. Is is Stephen George's dad still there? Because I have one for him, a viewing tip. Present. All right, here you go. I uh, had heard about this movie, but I never got around to seeing it. And one of the joys of Thanksgiving for me for me is. Uh, my TV service, UVerse, AT&T UVerse, uh, and, and I think it's also the deal is also available on DirecTV from the 23rd until the 27th. I think all the premium movie channels are, are free, so I'm I always uh, wait uh, for this time of year to come around so I can record 
movies from channels that I don't ordinarily. And I saw one last night that I wanted to pass along to uh, to Steve. Well, Steve said present, so continue oh, okay. continue presenting. Okay, you remember uh, Breaking Bad with Brian Cranston? Yeah. Well, this this is a movie the with judge. Brian, yeah. Uh, well, that, yeah. No, no. This is another. This is a movie. Yeah, he's also good in the or Your Honor. Oh, he's Your the Honor. Other show, but uh, uh, he's the husband. The wife is played by Annette Benning. It's called Jerry and Marge Go Large, and it's oh yeah. On a, Oh, what a cute little story that was, where they, he figures out a flaw in one of the lottery games in Massachusetts mm -hmm. and gets oh, just a shit ton of money. I won't spoil the ending, but uh, have you seen it, Robin? Oh, yeah, uh, months ago, and it's it's based on a true story. Yeah. Well, uh, Steve, you would like it. I think you would get a, a you know, it's just light entertainment. Made me want to go and the fact life. that they were commuting from Michigan to Massachusetts to do yeah, this. Some little little dinky town in Michigan, driving a 10-hour drive or whatever to uh, Massachusetts because the game that he found the flaw in was no longer offered by the Michigan lottery people. And the nearest state, believe it or not, nearest was, was Massachusetts. It was a cute little movie. Well, they were the ones who had the game that had the flaw in it. Cool. Well, yeah, but Michigan apparently did have that game, but then they had dropped it. Well, Scott, let me let me return the favor. On Showtime, they re David Lynch of all people redid Twin Peaks. And, I heard um, about that. Yeah, it's really cool. If you're into David Lynch and all his weirdness, you know, like the altered states with all the visuals and his lighting and just everything he does has purpose. You know. Well, I think I, I think I it's saw that Twin Peaks to Return, and it's like eight episodes. One of the channels, one of the streaming channels, has the original Twin Peaks. Maybe I ought to do a Twin Peak binge during this <laughs> remainder of this. Well, weekend. that's what we were doing with Quantum Leap until Quantum Leap turned out to be an eight-episode season. I mean, I hope they're back soon. Jeez, kind of cliffhangered the hell out of that one. I'd never seen the original Twin Peaks, and I was hoping that it didn't arc, and it doesn't. You don't have to be a fan of the original. I guess it would help it make more sense or put the puzzle together, but it's even if you've never seen Twin Peaks, it's still worth a watch. Oh, and that oh that 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 haunting soundtrack. I uh I I didn't it was wasn't it on ABC? Yeah, on, well yeah, it, it aired on ABC. I don't know where I was. When, this would have been, what, in the early 90s, mid-90s? Uh, late 80s, early 90s, because we would gather in one or another of our apartments in law school and watch it every week when we should have been studying. Right around the time Northern Exposure was in its heyday, they kind of both... Yeah, yeah the, and they, and they both partook sort of yeah. that, that remote mountain vibe. Yeah, yeah, I love Northern Exposure. Quirky people in little towns. Da in David areas. Chase had his bits all over that. He's credited and uncredited on some of it. All right, well, I'll check that out because I, I, uh, I don't know where I was at that time, but I just, it was one of those shows that I didn't really get into. No, I mean, I'd heard of it. I may have watched part of an episode and people were telling me how great it was, 
and uh, my head was just in a different space. I don't know. I just don't know. <laughs> well, uh, let's see. Um, I get a new episode. We get a new episode of the Peripheral this evening, which is airing on Amazon, and that is uh, oh, it's a, it's a trip. Kind of hard to explain, but it's it's worth the effort. The title suggests a plug-in device for your computer that takes over. Well, so not really, but kind of, sort of, maybe. Well, now i got to see it. <laughs> like trying to explain altered states or Vanilla Sky. I mean, good luck. Oh, Vanilla Sky. God, what a movie that was. <laughs> Two words. Jesus. Two I... words. Blue Velvet. <laughs> That's where the guy Whoa. stuffing uh, nitrous in the closet. Uh, uh, see, that's another one. One of the most dis- one, of, one, one of one of the most uh, disturbing performances uh, Dennis Hopper ever turned in, and and this is a guy who turned in a lot of disturbing performances. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He sure as hell did. Down on the highway. Said it right. What is that? How does that go? Born to be wild. About uh, well, get your motor running. There you go. Head out on the highway, looking for adventure in whatever comes our way. Well, that uh, that campfire monologue with, with Jack Nicholson in Easy Rider. I mean, that is that is cinema classic moment. Great John Cage, Steppenwolf, the Birds. I mean, he's in so many good groups from that era. The yeah. uh, wasn't born to follow. It's, it was very huge in it. As well, it should have been. Oh, and Ron and Raleigh uh, asks, uh, speaking of Quantum Leap, how does it compare with the original in your mind? Um, I really like it. You know, the, ori- the original, <laughs> the original has a lot more sexism in it, and uh, not to mention. Um, there's there's some cringy moments in the original. We we're watch we're rewatching both. Uh, I love I love the setup of the new one though because it's actually they're they're going and looking for Sam because Sam got lost in time. And they're a new uh, you know there's, it's a new and more diverse uh, uh, cast and I'm totally totally taken with. Uh, Mason, I think I think their name's Mason Alexander Park, fantastic actor, non-binary, one of the cutest things I've seen in uh, uh, in in anything in a while, is in one of the episodes toward you know like the end of whatever this what uh, Mason Alexander Park's character shows up with some cat ears on, and one of the other are you wearing cat ears? And they say, uh, "Yeah, I keep them in I, I I keep them in my desk in case of an emergency." And uh, <laughs> just adorable, because you know cat ears and you know, yeah, <sighs> It's cute. I well, may I may get some cat ears yet, just to piss off the right wing. Meow. One of the things that pissed me off about the original Quantum Leap. There was one episode where he goes back to November of 63 in a large city in Texas. 
Yeah. And uh, it turns out the and is up in the sixth floor window. You know. I haven't gone to that so, one yet. Well, that was in the old one, the original. That's series. what I mean. We're rewatching that too. The guy that apparently was the creator or the creative force behind the original Quantum Leap was in the Marines with uh, Lee Harvey Oswald. They'll be damned. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you can look it up. David, what's his name? Belisario or something? Yeah, like Belisario. That? Yeah. Look it up. I'm doing it right now. But I didn't like that, you know, the you know, no matter where you turn, the continuation of, of the uh, lone nut myth. Yeah. And there was any, even a case of it on, on a quiz show. Remember the show uh, to tell the truth? Oh, yes. Where you had to pick, pick out which one was the real and the other two were imposters. Apparently, this guy was a shrink of some sort who counseled uh, young Lee when he and his mother lived in New York City area as a troubled youth. Youth. And that he, youth. And it's like they, they get the they they get the official story in in as many venues. And I know Sparky's head is exploding right now as I speak. I can almost hear it. And I wasn't going to go there. I, was, I hope one, at least one year would pass without bringing it up. But you brought up Quantum Leap, which made me think of David uh, Bellocerino or whatever. And here we go. We're off to the races. I'll shut up now. No, you're, you're fine. Um, there he goes. He's on a kick. He's on that goddamn JFK kick. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> And beating it to death just every fucking November. JFK this, JFK that. Why am I laughing? Don't go to the moon in this decade. Do the other great things not because they are easy, but because they are hard. hard. Okay, hard. <laughs> what great they got? <laughs> anyway, I just. Uh, it was a defining moment. I mean, that, that, that's all. Well, I mean, it, it was my generation's 9-11. It's hard to pick out defining moments in today's world. We, we, we have become so accustomed to the endless parade of lunacies, I think was the way that it was put in network uh, in the Howard Beale speech. The daily, the, the daily parade of lunacies that constitute the news. Well, we're here. It's just, yeah. Look at that sign there. It says, well, you are yeah. here, God. All the, way back, all the way back to Patty Chayefsky and Network, those guys were a bunch of pikers. They had no idea. Oh, no. They were just uh, throwing darts and, and missing, not anywhere near the bullseye. Some of them hit the wall. Okay, yeah, so, right. and, 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 you know, just as, just as an example of that, um, uh, uh, Kevin in Massachusetts' critique notwithstanding, and I agree with it to a large, and uh, well, I... I agree with it, but I mentioned now. Now this is the guy who sat down and 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 broke bread with uh, Nitwit Nero the other day. This is Nick Fuentes. This is not the clip of him saying that it's gay for a guy to have sex with a woman. This is him just laying out his vision for America as a white nationalist. You know, this is the guy that was on stage with Marginal Trailer Queen, and she got so butt hurt. You know. 
people were people were upset that she was up there canoodling with a fascist. I think we really do have because the shit finds its way into con, into conversational spaces way 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 downstream, and here we are. Come on. Well, I I just you know, I I hold uh, in terms of getting being on the level of a presidential advisor, Conway uh, Conway like. Conway, just say King. duh. Duh is uh, you know just as qualified to be a presidential uh, uh, advisor as, as fucking Adam West or Honey West or the Wild Wild fucking West with uh, Russ. You know, okay, well let's see. Let's see if I can get that clip to work this time. We continue to support Tsar Putin in the war effort. Can we get an 07 in chat? We you know we want to just keep in mind. We want to keep our brave soldiers in the white, blue, and red, in our prayers and in our thoughts as they continue to liberate Ukraine from the great Satan and from the evil empire in the world, which is the United States. So, of course, uh, our thoughts and prayers, our hearts go out to you, the pride of the Tsar, the pride of Moscow. We continue to root for them as they liberate Ukraine. Uh, dipshit, there are... Uh... No cows in Moscow. Moscow. Did he pause to huff there? Or what? Yeah, yeah, I think. Uh, let's see. No, this is this is the longer clip. We have got to talk about the fundamentals of our worldview. And what it look like to build a society based on our distinct worldview, which is different from the left, different from a godless, atheist, constructivist, liberal worldview. And what does that look like? Does that look like a society where you have gay marriage and birth control and contraceptives and legal, ubiquitous internet pornography and all the rest, but uh, transgender kids aren't playing in girls' water polo? No. That's not what it looks like. It looks like a society where women don't have the right to vote. And it looks like a society where boys and girls get married as teenagers and start having kids, and they don't use birth control, and they don't use contraceptives, and they have big families and a high birth rate, and it looks like women wearing veils at church, and it looks like women not being in the workforce, and it looks like mothers raising their kids, and it looks like pornography being banned, and homosexuality and transsexuality, as well as heterosexual sodomy, as well as fornication and adultery being shamed by the society and maybe in some places, in some jurisdictions, regulated by the law. It's not enough to say we're against trannies. You got to be against women's rights too. It's not enough to be against blue-haired feminism. You got to be against women getting educated. Okay? Or else, what are we really trying to achieve here? 1999? 1999 sucked too. We want to go back to to 1099. We want to go back to the Middle Ages. So we're burning your gay pride flag. We're burning your gay pride float. And then we're going to drag your bitch wife out of her house, kicking and screaming. And then we're going to burn her at the stake too for being a witch. Are we clear? Yeah, that is one crazy moment. 
My God, Coagula might as well just put the horse back in the Senate. Man. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 there's there's more. We need to uh, have something like a white uprising, um, politically speaking, gain control of social media. May, maybe just get rid of Congress altogether after that happens. Here's the pathway. We have one more election where white people can make the decision. But white people got to make the right decision, and then Trump's got to get in there and never leave. That, to me, at this point, is a pathway. So it's time to shut up, elect Trump one more time, and then stop having elections. Are we clear? I'll give this guy uh, two white uprisings, one my middle finger, the second an uppercut to his fucking jaw. <laughs> well, and, and, but the thing is, th this this creep went to see Nitwit Nero, uh, basically at the same time, roughly, or immediately right after what happened at Club Q. He was probably thrilled with what happened at Club Q, because he just he just said he wants that all over America, and as stupid difficult. As stupid as he may sound, the little fucker is influential. Not influential. He's influential. Tons of people showed up at his alter his uh, his alternative conference to CPAC down in Florida. I don't mean to be all over the place, but this arcs back to my point of way Monzo put though. Wiggler might as well put the horse back in the Senate. They are making it so difficult to vote for this special runoff in Georgia, and it's all by design. Karen and I were both off today. I thought, well, we could go vote. No. You can only vote for the um, early voting. is only good through next week, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. That's it. I thought there was – I, 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 thought, I thought there was a uh... – uh, a court ruling that said there's going to be early voting on Saturday. Uh-uh. This Saturday. Well, not not in this county there isn't. That may have just been an isolated county out in DeKalb or something. But no. It was the Supreme Court of Georgia that said that the polls were going to be open on Saturday. But it's up to each county, Roger, to decide when they want to be open or not. I went and checked today. Okay. I, I, I'm a long way away from Georgia, and you're there, so... Yeah, I mean, that's what the news stories were, Steve, that there would be Saturday voting, and the Republicans howled and barked and cussed and grunted, but the court said, yeah. Let's go look again, because I looked all day today, and it didn't look like it was doable. Well, today's not Saturday either. Right, but it seemed like they, they had the hours going forward for my county, and the only hours that were available were the 28th the second, which is Monday through Friday. Well, it may be an isolated county. I don't know. Um, I hope I'm wrong. I'd love. Okay, yeah, okay. Here's the here's the weasel word, Steve. We're both yeah. right. Um, due to a court order on November 18th, counties now have the option of offering early voting starting on Saturday, November 26th, for this election. Visit the Georgia Secretary of State's website or contact your local election official to learn more. Early voting will also be available in all counties between Monday, November 28th and Friday, December 2nd. Ding, ding, ding. I went and checked. 
I, and, and I can't go to like DeKalb County and vote. That's that no, no, you can't. No, you can't run off to Gwinnett. No. No. So that that's what I was trying to say. Thank you for catching that, Robin. I'm starting to question my own sanity because you know they're making this. This is all by design, too. Every bit of it is, man. For whatever reason, they want to get this horse in the Senate so badly, and I haven't figured this out why. They want to make Georgia look this stupid. Put in a senator that talks about werewolves and shit, you know? Yeah, this erection is for the people. This erection is for the people. I was watching a movie, Fright, what was it called? Fright Night. It was about werewolves. Well, you dumbass, there's no werewolves in the movie Fright Night. He's just wrong on so many levels. Everything that comes out of his mouth is wrong. He can't even get his bad horror movies. And they're not horror movies, they're horror movies. He he thought it was a horror movie. That was the only reason he was watching. (laughs) Well, my new angst about this whole situation is the day after the shooting, Walker put out that commercial against trans athletes and had that little dumb blonde bitch on there complaining she got beat by this trans person who in the finals was soundly beat by a genetic female. Fuck them both. Well, and the 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 uh, race where she competed against Leah Thomas, they both got their asses handed to them by a cis woman swimmer. They finished tied for fifth. I guess she feels like she had fifth place taken away from her. Because I had to swim with a biological male. They're trying to downfalls. They're trying to paint the Reverend Warnock as a pedophile. As a slumlord, there's one commercial. They are so over the top that says he even had corpses rotting in one of his um, slumlord risings, which is bullshit on its face. How can they get away with this? And the maggots will buy right into it, man. Well, sure they buy into it because they want to buy into it. That's the whole way confirmation bias works. I want to go back, if you don't mind. No, I don't mind. I'm I want to go. I want to go back to Nick Fuentes again. Thanks for indulging me. No, no, no. It's no indulgence at all. I just want to. Uh, oh, and Flavio's done a little further research. As of today, 22 counties plan to have early voting on Saturday, November 26th. Bibb, Burke, Chatham, Clark, Cobb, Crawford, DeCab, Douglas, Fulton, Gwinnett, Henry, Mitchell, Muskogee, Newton, Randolph, Rockdale, Screven. I didn't even know there was a Screven County. A million, a million units of penicillin will clear, clear, clear up your scrubbing. Uh Terrell, Troop, Walton, and Ware. That's none of your counties, is it? No, no. I'm in Lumpkin County. It's like Pumpkin, but with an L. Nope. Yep. yep. I went and checked today. So, And Karen and I both have to work all next week. So we're just going to have to get up election day, you know, on the 6th. It's, the polls are open 7 to 7, and we'll have to be there when they open at 7 in order to vote because i know you ain't gonna miss thank you flavio thank you thanks flavio flavio serving as the horn ad hoc research department for georgia early voting counties there are 159 counties in georgia i'm sorry what there are 159 counties in georgia yes and only 22 of them with saturday voting yeah. And why couldn't they open the polls today? Today has been a great day to vote. I mean, uh, most, I would say, 40% of the workforce or better was off today. Well, that, th- there's your answer. Right. 
I've got a question about this Nick fellow, the, the, the audio that you played. What was this person's claim to fame prior to making that uh, that little audio clip? I mean, what, what is he known for? Who? Uh, uh, Nick, Fu Nick Fuentes? Yeah, because uh, I don't uh, follow. I mean, there's certain things that I don't want to burn out any brain cells over, if you get what I mean. Well, you'd never tune into this or anything because the guy is uh, spray, crazier than a sprayed roach. But he's he's young. Uh, he he professes to be a uh, guy who has never had sex, which makes him super straight. He says. Um, he is uh, twenty. Yeah, he's twenty four years old. Um, he started out on YouTube. Um. He's an anti-Semite. Uh, he uh, feuds with Charlie Kirk over at uh, Toilet Paper USA because Charlie Kirk is not sufficiently ideologically pure conservatively. The people who follow him are known as groipers. Go figure. Um, he comes from Western Springs, Illinois. He was president of student council. He peaked early. Um, <laughs> so he's basically a, a kid who's famous for being famous. Well, he was uh, uh, it, it, in August 2017. He had been enrolled at Boston University. Go Terriers. Uh, but he said after everybody found out that he attended the Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville, where Heather Hired uh, was murdered, that he received death threats or received threats because he went there. And he was a student in international relations and politics. Um, he then uh, applied to transfer to Auburn University in the fall of 2017, but never confirmed that he was enrolled there. And he started out, oh my, you know, Scott, this is kind of interesting. Because we've talked about in broadcast, there's no, you know, there's there's no place for little pimply faced fifteen year olds to learn to DJ anymore. Well, according to the Wikipedia entry, he began commentating on politics through a local radio and TV station hosted by his high school, where he espoused mainstream conservative views. Wow. Uh, his freshman year at Boston University, wow. he hosted a live stream called "America First with Nicholas J. Fuentes. And he's like 22? Uh, he's 24. 24. So we'll, I'll be long gone one of these days, but he'll still be at it, assuming they hadn't, haven't come and taken him away for regrooving or something. <laughs> regrooving? I, I don't know that he was ever grooved to begin with. First, you got to groove him before you can regroove him, mofo. And he was propelled to greater uh, 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 fame or infamy by none uh, none other than uh, America uh, America's anchor baby Michelle Malkin. Remember she she. Uh, oh God, yes. Yeah, and then she got shit canned from Young America Foundation for uh, being a little fangirl of Nick Fuentes. I first saw her as the. And this uh, wait 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 it gets better. Uh, back in December 2020, he was part of a rally encouraging Republicans not to vote in that 
election, the one that gave us Senator Warnock and uh, uh, Senator Ossoff, he's had a hissy over uh, masks, and, and he's the central uh, feature of America First Political Action Committee. Well, you got to figure he's heavily underwritten. I mean, because these things don't spring up like mushrooms, you know, on cow shit on a rainy afternoon. There's purpose and intent. You know, when they find one of these minor leaguers, which he apparently was on a high school radio station, you know, they say, boy, this, this kid's got it. They're like fucking uh, scouts, baseball scouts, looking for new talent. And they we got a live one here, Max. Let's uh, sign him up. You know, <laughs> we got a live one here, Max. No, I'm serious. You see those movies? Yeah. Yeah. With James Gleason, nicknamed Pop. You know, who's the kid, the scout for the minor league team? Oh yeah. Yeah, we got a live one here, Max. Let's uh, sign him up. I was, I was, I was thinking more of Jesse White and Harvey. Or, yeah, Jesse White would be another uh, character actor that would work. Yeah, lady, let's just get in a nice warm bath. (laughs) Wait a minute, time out. Hi, Joy. I know it's your favorite movie. It's one of mine, too. Because having heard heard the Jesse White reference, Joy, Joy in Ann Arbor is now chuckling merrily to herself. That line the, was also in Apocalypse Now, Scott, when they were trying to wake Captain Willard up. To who was? Take him on his, uh, take him on his, uh, to brief him on his mission. He was passed out. He'd been partying all night. But who was and, in it? Uh, Martin Sheen, when he punched the Oh, yeah, in, yeah, yeah. And they beat on the door and woke him up, and they said, we got a live one here. So that line is also in <laughs> Apocalypse Now. Do you ever, do you I love those little Robert? Easter eggs. Do you remember uh, Lost Weekend, the Ray Milan movie? Oh, yes. The recovering Guy? And, we, you, and they take him, he sees the mice. Yeah, uh, not a fun movie. The woodwork. Oh, God, yeah. Watch it stoned if you think that's something. But one of the attendants is the, uh, I forget the actor's name, but he played the father of Dobie Gillis on that show. Uh, I, can't, just can't, uh, I just can't think of his name. Uh, but anyway, the, yeah, these character actors are great, and and and, and you can see them. Yeah, James Gleason, Jesse White, and Dobie Gillis's dad sitting up in the stands watching this kid at bat, little Nick. And isn't little Nick? Isn't that like the the, the nickname for Satan, the devil, little Nicky, the the beast, or whatever? Jesus Christ! I mean, it's all coming together like the you know, hot kiss at the end of a wet fist. My God. I just, and now he's 24, so we'll be long gone, a lot of us, we oldsters. And he'll still be ranting and raving, you know, to in whatever new media technology there is in the distant future, assuming there's going to be a distant future. Because if these bozos get in, in charge of anything, I would kind of uh, wouldn't give you good odds on future. Of any sort. Other well, than I'll, I'll get to that in a minute, but I got a couple of notes here. Darlene in Connecticut. Oh, Darlene in Connecticut says, "Seriously, Steve from Georgia, Stan, having an early voting day on Black Friday? What? Then you got a civic duty competing with consumerism and its birth mother capitalism, and we can't have that." 
After all, we got hardcore capitalists on both sides of the aisle, Biden, Warren, every Republican known to humankind. But what a sweet, idealistic thought you had there, Darlene said, sweetly and lovingly. But then the answer from Ron and Raleigh. The reason they couldn't vote today is because this used to be Robert E. Lee Day in Georgia. You couldn't vote on a holiday. They changed the holiday. It's no longer called Robert E. Lee Day. It's just called holiday, so you can't vote today. Holy shit. Everyone right. Check and kudos. God damn it. It's all by design, too. They know exactly what they're doing, man. Yeah, this is the old man. You well, Instead of bumpuses, it's confederates. <laughs> and and uh, it, it, I, I, I just, I, I find this, I find this Nick Fuentes, the turd, uh, at least interesting. Because uh, this is a guy who self-identifies as an incel. And I've done my best to kind of spread the news about what incels are. Um, and uh, uh, he, he, you know, as I said, he says, having sex with women is gay. The only real straight heterosexual position is to be an asexual incel. And then his own tribe started gooning on him because he admitted, get this, this guy's 24 years old, okay? He admitted once having kissed a girl in high school. And so he's insufficiently ideologically in celery pure. I'm not kidding. So I think we can take him out of the mix if there's a if, if there's if there's a woman out there willing to take one for the team. Just accidentally on purpose meet the little fucker in a bar. Rocky's goddamn world, <laughs> and let him wake up the next morning going, "I love you, marry me." Hey, buddy, catch the number of that bus. <laughs> Give him the deluxe. Wait, what was that, Steve? Say that again. Anybody catch the number of that bus? <laughs> That's what I thought you said. This guy is two tweets away from being the next, uh, he's two tweets away from being the next uh, General Jack D. Ripper. Because yeah, we have to have Dr. A little cold Green. water on the back of the neck in the code. He's talking about fucking uh, purity of essence or, you know, precious bodily fluids, little children's ice cream mandrake. Fluoride. Fluoride and little children's ice cream mandrake. And it's entertaining as hell as a movie done by... Uh, it's not uh, much Cooper. fun as a reality show, though, hell, is it? Hell no. Hell no. It's, it's, you know, you got Jesse and uh, James Leeson and uh, the, the other guy up in the stands. <laughs> Sign this kid up, Max. He's hot stuff. <laughs> Jesus. He's got the pepper. <laughs> Peppa. So misunderstood. Like the doctor uh, let, let me himself. throw a question at to the Horn family. This is going to... This Warnock... Walker thing is going to come down to the libertarian vote. What do you think? Well, the first, well, no, it's, well, I mean, the vote, yeah, I mean, but at least this time there's no candidate. Right, but that libertarian vote, Robin, to my point, could make the difference. 2.1%. Right. 
and it's so far on the margins they know if they can weed counties out like mine up in you know in, in hillbilly land even 20 percent something you know yeah but the thing out the thing is weeding out your county and all the love in the world to you and Miss Karen, but I'm guessing, I'm guessing kind of you're kind of unicorns up there. Oh, we are, uh, we are. And so I'm if saying. they cut down on the voting in, in in Lumpkin County, I knew a guy named Lumpkin once. Uh, sold cars. <laughs> it's true, uh, but if they if if they weed out your county with one more day of extra voting. That's a whole lot more peop- more potential Walker votes than than Warnock votes, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely, yeah, yeah, one would think. Weed away, one and in this day. instance, I'm right there. I'm right there with Nick Fuentes. You know, don't y'all don't don't go vote. Can Republicans don't go vote? Break the Republican Party, and 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 that's the thing. I keep coming back to these clips because uh, back when uh, Dobbs was decided, well, he was beside himself with joy. The Supreme Court has a blueprint to revisit all those decisions and say, guess what? Not in there. So that means that banning gay marriage is back on the menu. Banning sodomy is back on the menu. Banning contraceptives is back on the menu. And basically, we're having something like Taliban rule in America in a good way. We're having something like a Catholic Taliban rule in America in a good way in a good way uh, I know Flavio with a good point I'd like to see this asshole's browser cache history even if he flushes it the ISP has a record I bet it's filled with all kinds of porn and I was rethinking what I was saying a minute ago about sending uh, some 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 patri- some patriotic young young woman to fix his little red wagon. Uh, for as much as he talks about it... You know he's curious. For as much as he talks about it, it may be a really cute guy that changes, that saves America. Not saying. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> but then along came Open the... a whole new world for you, Nick. Yeah, and and I love his set because you know through the miracle through the miracle of high technology, he makes it look like he's sitting uh, somewhere looking directly into the very tippy top of the Empire State Building, yeah, which of course he isn't. He may not have announced that he's actually going to. He may be a student at Auburn. I don't know. I need to check my connections down there and find out. But uh, so he was he was flying high in June, not so good in November. You got to recognize the fact that this is a godless country. I hate it. It's wrong. It's heinous. It's evil. But this is an evil country, and this country will surprise you with how evil it is. And that's why you got to get this out of your head that there is some silent majority cavalry that's going to come out of the woods and save us at the last minute. It's not. When we meet the left on the battlefield and they outnumber us like five to one, that's it. But the point is, when you look at these things like uh, abortion, it's popular. People like abortion. Hate it, but it's true. And you can thank the Jewish media for that. Abortion's popular. Sodomy's popular. You know, being gay is popular. Being a feminist is popular. 
sex out of wedlock is popular. Don't leave me out. It's all popular. That's all. That's not to say it's good. That's not to say I like that. Popular means the people support it, which they do. And uh, and it sucks, and it is what it is. But that's why we need uh, dictatorship. <laughs> that's unironically why we need to get rid of all that. We need to take control of the media, or take control of the government, and force the people to believe what we believe, or force them to play by our rules, and reshape the society. You have to understand, there are thousands, maybe tens of thousands, of little incel assholes who think this guy is a hero to them. It's astonishing to even ponder. And I don't know. Maybe it's maybe maybe it's a young woman in a hotel bar. Maybe it's a handsome, buff young guy in a hotel bar. Maybe it's a pretty little pre-op trans girl. Somebody is going to change this fucker's mind. <laughs> and it, w- it won't be that much of a challenge. <laughs> but here's the best part. He has since... Uh, uh, well, no, he shaved it off, but at one point... He, uh... At one point, he grew a... And I hate to call it this, but it looks exact. He kind of looks like Ken, folks. Steve, in, in Georgia, you're going to hate me for this. Back when, back when he grew his mustache, he looked like the unacknowledged bastard son of John Prine. That's such a horrible thing to say, and I so apologize. My mom married her cousin, but it never bothered me none. <laughs> you know, you know. But there's there. No, there did he have? There, there is a va- there is a value. In fact, there's a value uh, to pointing out the fact that this little Nazi is out there. You know, it, it, granted, he hates everybody, but some people he hates more than others. And it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch the stone throwing inside. You know, his own tranche of weirdos. We're the only ones that aren't racist. We're the only ones, ironically, and I and I know this is going to come across in a certain way. But the irony is people accuse us of hating black people and we're the only ones that treat black people with like actual respect, honestly. Respect enough to tell them, hey, stop committing crimes. Stop stop being so illiterate in schools. And when they're cool, we're just cool with them. You know, they're just human beings to us. They're just real human beings. We stand for real human beings, truly. But we also stand for whites. Anyway, anyway, so that's sort of an aside, but it is a little bit funny. This comes from Bannon. This, this is Getter. Getter is run by Bannon. And Bannon is the fat retard that goes on these shows and says, we're going to have African Americans voting 50% for Republicans, and we're going to flood the zone with nigger votes. I mean, that's like, literally, he goes on these shows and says that. Oh. That one slipped out. And this guy still has a platform. Hate that word. I despise that word. And if he, uh, well, he got deplatformed from YouTube a long time ago. But somebody is funding him for this video platform, and it's probably some shadowy ass goddamn Republican maggot billionaire. And there we are. Well, look at his uh, look at his pay stubs. Is he being paid in rubles? You know, uh, because it's not beyond the uh, 
you know, scheme of things that that you remember we talked. I talked about this a long time ago. Being a kid on the bus going to school in the first grade, seeing the picture of an angry Khrushchev on the bus poster saying, "We will bury you." Yeah. The, the, the uh, uh, Putin. That's it. He doesn't want uh, good relations with the, with the world. He wants to undermine wherever and whenever he can. And, you know, he uses uh, people like Trump and like this little twerp. Now, did he wax his mustache? Was it like uh, waxed at the end, like snidely whiplash? Or No, it's a perfect little you, it's a perfect little John Prine mustache. You have a little soul patch under his I mean, I hate to even do that to the memory of John Prine, but there we are. Uh, by the way, hey, uh, Steve, thanks to you and Karen for jumping in. We're down, we're now down to 1880. Uh, so that's fantastic. Thank you so much, Steve. Uh, and still waiting on somebody to match Steve in New York's uh, eight for eight challenge on the uh, on on the line on the Ohio State University versus the University of Michigan tomorrow, as Steve refers to it, TTUN, that team up north. <sighs> I hope somebody matches that. Uh, Jack in Shreveport says, uh, getting some film on a bad Mr. Incel with a hooker would be a perfect job for the sleazy James O'Keefe, James O'Keefe and Veritas if they weren't working for the other side. That, yeah. Uh, we need to get better at that kind of stuff. And I have more sad news. Oh, man. This is so, this is so hard and so painful, you know. Um, Jude, I refer to her as, as the horn spiritual advisor, but she... She has one. She has one hell of a road that she walks in such grace and dignity. She wrote a little bit ago. I've just painfully learned that my eldest grandson, who's been on the streets for years, refusing any help, and how we have tried for years, but but Robin, he was hit by a car and died this morning. The driver left the scene. I'm on my way to my daughter's, who has been on a profoundly dangerous journey herself. I'm in shock, but hope there are those who will send the energy to maintain and move through this tragedy. God, Jude, you have all the all the strength coming from this community that Everything we can muster. Can muster that we, we can, can muster. muster. Yeah, my heart absolutely. breaks for you. And I know, I know, I know a little bit about the struggle Jude's been through. And this is just a horror. Hit and run. God Almighty. Say his name. His name was Brennan. So thoughts, hopes, healing, healing to Jude and Jude's daughter and her whole family. Rough. Rough. And I don't, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to say. No, there's no words. Something, you know, but we are all here together. And we share the joy and we share the grief and we carry on and we're silly and clownish and sometimes entirely serious. 
but at the end, this is not some internet community. This is a community of friends. These are people who meet each other, learn about each other, know about each other. And when one hurts, we all hurt. We all hurt. And so take the grief with which Jude and Kevin are dealing with right now. Take some in. Pass it around. Share it out. Until, until they aren't dealing with it all on their own. That's, that's the best that I can muster. God. Um, serving as the Horn Ad Hoc Research Department, our buddy George wrote in um, to let us know that... Um, uh, both Dobie Gillis's dad and Ernie the cab driver in It's a Wonderful Life were played by Frank Phelan. Thank you, George. Frank Phelan, yeah, thank you. I couldn't think of that guy's name. I'm going to go home and see what the wife's up to. His greatest line from It's a Wonderful Life. You know what? Um, I think under the circumstances, the horror has come in, 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 and grief has come home so palpably to two dear members of our community. I'm finding it very dif- difficult to try to go back into just the ordinary flow of the conversation. There's no way to transcend. No, no. And so, with your forbearance, I'm going to knock off here a couple of minutes early. Yeah, I'm going to spend time with Karen. Yeah. Darlene in Connecticut says, Oh my God, Jude, there are no words. I hope they find the driver and bring him to justice. Yeah, there's there's cameras all around, I presume, and hopefully they'll find the person who did this. And I've known about some of these struggles for quite some time, and I know how heavily it weighs upon Jude's soul, and such a soul as she has. Shitty things happening to good people. But you're loved. Everyone in this community is loved. And I think that is testament to the goodness of the community. So, like I said, I'll apologize for knocking off early. But I'm gonna. And, uh, well, thanks to everybody who's jumped in this evening. We're down to, uh, What did I say, 18-something? 
we really do have breathtaking bills to pay. And if anybody wants to help out, it's appreciated. So please hug somebody you love. Tell somebody you love them. Tell someone you care. Because there's never a bad time to do that. Thanks to our Patreon and PayPal subscribers. Thank you to our a la carte contributors. Thank you to uh, each and every one of you who share your precious finite time engaging in the program in whatever manner you so choose. Thanks to our all-volunteer staff. Thanks to Sparky and Roger. Congratulations, Sparky. Um, and to Steve. Thanks to our news ninjas. Thank you, Brother Deacon Asa, head on dot live. Thank you so much. I don't know what Malloy's status is this evening. I hope he's taking a night off. Um, thank you, John Fox in Australia. Thank you, Ben Birch, WhiteRoseSociety.org. Thanks to the hardest working, bravest people I know, the folks at Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net. 20 plus years at the forefront of the struggle for human rights and environmental justice in Appalachia and a proud union shop for almost a year now. Please stay safe. Get your booster, get your flu shot, wipe down your surfaces, help stop the spread of RSV. Wear your mask when you're among the great maggot, unwashed and unvaxxed. Wash your hands, don't touch your face, use your hand sanitizer liberally. And uh, maintain your social distance 15 to 20 feet like Paul from Parts Unknown says. And if some little dude comes burbling toward you talking about, you know, I miss the good old days when guys could just hit women. Avoid that fascist punk like the plague because he is. And always, 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 Gina, it's all for you. Have a great weekend, everybody. Later.